0: hello i'm katie piper and welcome to my podcast katie piper's extraordinary people each episode i'll meet an amazing person with an incredible story who faced adversity and came through the other side to inspire others more than 20 years ago the juice master jason vale was a junk food addict a heavy smoker and a prolific drinker he had a chronic skin disease and severe asthma transforming his diet turned his life around and he now devotes his time to helping others do the same jason vale has sold over 6 million books 1.5 million apps and produced a groundbreaking health documentary super juice me the big juice experiment he's just launched his own podcast and he is with me today in the studio all the way from spain
1: well, that's some intro, Katie. Thank you. I'm very humbled by that. Thank you. I'm a, uh, well, know you know much I love true. you.
0: I've got so much time for you. You've done so many amazing things um, for people that have been struggling. Um, and you continue to share your advice and your knowledge in quite a critical, uh, pessimistic, harsh world. And you're somebody online who's always, I don't know, you always cheer me up. I love your outlook on life.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. See,
0: people don't know—not everyone knows your backstory. People see you, and you look really healthy, and you talk about health, but you were, what—you were obese. Yeah,
1: I was—I was incredibly overweight, and I'm only a short person as well. So, <laughs> me too. I, I, I used to—I used to say I, I wasn't overweight. I just wanted long enough. That's right. what it was. If you stretched <laughs> me out, I would have been okay. Um, but I was—I was very overweight. I was covered from head to foot and psoriasis. I mean, literally, I couldn't even turn my neck without my skin cracking. Why? Was,
0: why? What? What was your lifestyle like then? Why were you overweight?
1: Well, it was as the usual. You know, it was the usual kind of junk food, although my mum was really into health food. I mean, in the 1970s she was going along the Wharf Road in Southeast London, which, which was nearby where we lived, uh, hunting out uh, there was a health food shop called Baldwin and people would literally queue around uh, the block to drink a drink called sarsaparilla, which everybody thought was, I don't know, had hidden properties at the time. It was like the juice of the time. Uh, it turned out it was awful for you, um, but, but, nobody, <laughs> but nobody knew at that time. But my mum was even searching for wholemeal bread. So it wasn't down to my a lot of people say it's the parents' fault, the parents' fault. But I'm I was really into health. It's just that I rebelled. Mm -hmm. I thought, I don't like broccoli. I think it sucks. Right. Whereas what I was going towards was things like slush puppies
0: oh, like, i used to love a slush puppy. brain freeze <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so anything that wasn't uh, green or natural i just genuinely hated it so yeah. before you knew where you were i was i was gaining a lot of weight but i was also badly asthmatic too so the thing was i was taking the ventolin pump 14 16 times every day and the, and also i was a smoker so a lot of people would say well i literally had cigarettes in one pocket and i would have my ventolin wow. inhaler in the other pocket and the challenge i have with this is that when people say oh well that's just stupid it is but what people don't understand is that when we talk about addiction which is what cigarettes are and food in fact or or the wrong kinds of food is that it transcends logic and intelligence.
0: It's self-sabotage as well, don't you think?
1: Well, can't, no, I don't even think it's that. I genuinely don't. I think you can analyse something till the cows come home. And I think it's very straightforward. The need for nicotine is only caused by nicotine. The need for heroin is only caused by heroin. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and It is, for me, that straightforward. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I didn't say, I've had a bad day at school, Mom. I need a fag. That's not, you know, yeah. that isn't what happened. I first started smoking because I saw John Travolta. We always start something because either one of our peer group that we look up to, mm-hmm. whether it's close by or whether... Whether it's on the screen that we emulate and we follow, it's very rarely because we want to actually, oh, well, that's it. I've had it. if I were to really self-sabotage, I would have been on heroin.
0: That's so true. Yeah, because when I used to smoke, I was really young, I was school age, and I just thought, that looks forbidden, I'll do it. And
1: and it's so it's like going into a room. Addiction's really where it's like you choose to go into a room, mm. but if the door slams shuts behind you, you don't choose to stay in there. And addiction is like that. It, mm-hmm. It's an invisible prison, I call it. And mm. so you have the state the obvious brigade that that all they do is say, like if somebody's listening now and they're a smoker and 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 somebody comes up to them the obvious brigade and they say oh do you know it's costs a fortune and you could get cancer do you think any smoker is going to stop halfway through that cigarette and say (laughs) sorry what it does what it causes i had absolutely no idea i think i'll just stop it's lunacy and the same with somebody who's overweight like i was overweight badly asthmatic and like I said, I was, I was covered head to foot in psoriasis. I was se- severe hay fever. Were you I-
0: depressed mentally?
1: No, I mean, listen, if you're pickled in the body, you're going to be pickled in the brain to some extent. And I know that's not sometimes politically correct to say so, but you can't, everything passes through your head office. Everything does. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I mean, you, you've only got to look at somebody who's been on a bender the night before. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, how compas mentis are you the next morning? So this is an obvious thing that you can see somebody who's massively hungover from alcohol Mm -hmm. will be snappier, they'll be rattier, Uh, they will not be themselves, they can't concentrate, they'll be anxious. So is it possible to to a lesser extent, if somebody's suffering from a food hangover... Like We don't call it a food hangover. No one does that. That is
0: a real thing, though, don't you think? Of course it is. When I and the, My binge time is in the evening on the sofa. And if I really binge on chocolate and crisps the next day, I'm so depressed.
1: It's a food hangover. When we're doing it, we know why we shouldn't do it, but we don't know why we do do it. And the challenge is, is that people then analyse why they do it. So they'll start going, oh, well, this happened to me when I was three or this. No, no, no. I'll tell you the reason why you're doing it. You're doing it because you perceive there's a pleasure or crutch in doing it. That's all it is. Right. And you are emotionally attached to it like a bad relationship relationship. relationship and like any bad relationship that you can be being mentally and physically abused the problem is fear keeps you trapped Uh essentially so you're fearful to stay in the relationship but you're more fearful to get out
0: that's such a good analogy it's so true so it's a catch-22 you've told us about your background so what was this turning point for you when you'd kind of had enough well, there wasn't one in particular. It was smoking that was get,
1: getting me down more than anything else. I used to bang my head on the pillow, praying that I'd wake up and be free. I mean, I really did. I I, I hated it, yeah. even though I was smoking 40, 60 a day. I mean, think really? I, I, I that's absolutely, a lot. I know. I now I cut down. I only smoke after making love. So I'm still on. <laughs> so I'm still on teleday. Come on, the old ones are the best. That's Bob Monkhouse.
0: Come on, don't mess around with that joke. No, obviously,
1: obviously.
0: <laughs> oh, mine's just birthdays then. No, joking.
1: <laughs> so it was smoking that that did it for me, and when. When I realised, and it was illustrated to me, that the need for a cigarette is only caused by a cigarette. In other words, the pleasure that you feel that you're getting from a cigarette is actually just the ending of the aggravation caused mm-hmm. by the previous one. Then I realised I wasn't giving anything up. And that's the key, is that I realised I was just getting rid. Right. So if you believe you're making a sacrifice...
0: Then it's so much harder, isn't it? Well,
1: it is if you're a strong-willed person. It's harder if you're strong-willed. Yeah. Strong-willed people don't like being told what to do. Are you strong-willed? Would you class yourself? I I, I would say... it. I. I think it's irrelevant when it comes to addiction. I right. think it's irrelevant. The point is if you if you remove the desire for something then it doesn't matter if you're strong-willed or weak-willed. Every day we wake up, it's a choice. You know, you're walking down London and the, uh, this morning when I was walking down, and my, it was a beautiful day, but, but people need to tell their face. Um, because, because, <laughs> no, it's well, so miserable.
0: Because, well, lived, you live in Spain, so you're, you're well, here kind in
1: London. Of, I'm, in between, I'm in between Spain, Portugal, and and, and, and England. So yeah. I live in three places, uh, effectively. But we only live where we're at anyway. I mean, if I go on holiday to America for two weeks, I say I'm living in America, because mm-hmm. I am at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for those true. two weeks, that's how it works. Um, But I wouldn't say I'm strong, strong willed or weak willed or anything else. It's just like you said, you just, we all go through different emotions all Mm -hmm. the time. And and none of us are perfect. People think I live on nothing but juice all the time. People think I eat nothing but, you know, fruit and veg all the time. And that's not the case. I mean, what is your diet then? I was a vegan for seven years.
0: Were you? I didn't know that about you. Vegan
1: for seven years. I was, I mean, bear in mind, I, I used to just smoke, drink, I mean, all kinds of rubbish for years and years and years. And so when I changed, I changed. Quite considerably. In mm-hmm. fact, well, the first thing I did was drink nothing but carrot juice for three months. Are you kidding me? No. Did, I, when did you poo? I, anybody, <laughs> what I that's not the huge that's, that's, yeah, that's a That's a
0: very important fact. Well, it is a very important fact. Um, <laughs> it must have just been like a carrot. I can't I can't recall
1: I did go orange though. Did I you did really? Go orange, yeah, I went is re- that a
0: real thing then?
1: I went, well, with that amount of uh, I mean it was a huge amount. I was on 8-10 pints of carrot juice a day. You must
0: have looked like Donald Trump.
1: Anybody <laughs> <laughs> just without the white hair. Um, anybody listening that thinks that's a good idea, let me tell you now, it isn't. It's really not a good idea. Disclaimer. I was, I was de- no, I was desperate. You listen, you don't live on nothing but carriages for three months. It's insane. Um, I just didn't know enough about nutrition at the time, and I right. just dived into it. Um, so I went from the sublime to the ridiculous, and then I then started to experiment and realised I need things because I did it to clear my psoriasis. I thought, mm-hmm. let's just get rid. But of course, I needed essential fatty acids. I needed zinc. I needed selenium. I needed all kinds of stuff that I never knew. About and I started to read. I never read a book at school. I left school at fifteen. Um, there was only me and my mom, no brothers, no sisters, no father, no anything else. We lived in North Peckham estate, so I oh, had to wow. leave. I didn't
0: know that either. So I had okay. to leave
1: school at fifteen because my mom went. She had the sister size of an orange in one of her ovaries, and she mm. went into King's College Hospital, and they took out the wrong ovary. Oh, and
0: so goodness. the challenge
1: was there. And and I'm not blaming them at all. I mean, it's just a bad day at the office. I feel sorry for. I mean, like you get something wrong as a mechanic, yeah, but you get something wrong there. They didn't intentionally do it. Mm. Not in a million years would they have intentionally. Listen, things do it.
0: happen. You know, yeah. That's what I'm People saying. Are so human.
1: at the time, we were angry. Obviously, as you mm. can imagine, you don't look subjectively. But then, my mum's in bed for two years. I'm 15. I have to leave school and go and work in a weirdly a butcher shop
0: oh my god and, really? no, you couldn't did, make you, it up you
1: couldn't could make you? that up could you so, so i went into that and so you
0: didn't have a male role model growing up
1: no not at all no so I, I i got on to other male role models such as david becker which i think is just the best role model on planet earth but that's right. just a personal view um and people like anthony robbins which some people don't like but i i, I, I like you know, him he, he, he was one of my great mentors and then yeah. and richard branson and, and and a few others you know these 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 were male role models but i was brought up around nothing but women That's why I don't think I've got any testosterone in my body at all, and that's why I think I'm very good at dining. Don't say that; you'll go mad. People go mad. They go mad. What are you saying, Jason? You're saying that's all we
0: do. No, I'm not saying that's all you do. But jokes aside, you had reasons to go the wrong way in life if you didn't have guidance or you didn't have. Yeah, but we all have. My
1: mum was fantastic. My mum was my mother and my father. So look, Mm. the thing is, is that people get onto excuses all the time, and that's all they are. Like you can find anything. You find the rich kid that will always say, "Oh, but the reason why I did that is because I didn't have enough love," and then you get the poor person, "Oh, it's because I didn't have enough money." And There are no reasons to, to go like you can say, oh, counsellors, I was grew up in a council state in Peckham, and this thing and above
0: And these all. It's great. quite edgy now. It's quite well, expensive. I heard that. Yeah, I heard so. so. so they say.
1: Um, but the thing is, is that you can always take a, 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 a wrong path or a right path. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of upbringing you have. The key behind it is, is what you is what you ultimately do with it. Now, mm. I think having psoriasis, having asthma, having everything else, I wouldn't change it for the world. Now, I mean, without that then I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now where, I mean, I'm saying I'm helping but I'm not helping anybody. They're helping well, themselves. You are. No, but I do, you do are. disagree with that. I think there's you a catalyst. Me. I think it's a catalyst. I think what happens is, is that I say, oh, Katie, here's nature. Nature, here's Katie. Hope you guys get on. Mm. There's nothing I do. Clearly, there's nothing I do. I mean, there's zero I do. But if I can persuade somebody in some way or change their mindset so they're not an addictive or destructive relationship with bad food if that's the key and then that releases them in order for them to be happy about Mm. eating and drinking the right things most of the time and to revert back I know we've gone on a big loop because you said what was it that did it you know I didn't know you was a vegan for seven years and it was a I I tell you when I was a vegan for seven years I was really happy I mean genuinely fine but I don't do willpower so there I am seven years in, I'm at an airport mm. and before Pret-a-Manger
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, and there was nothing to eat. And I just thought, oh, I want a cheese sandwich, man. And I remember looking, oh, I want a cheese sandwich. And you craved it. And you know what I did? I, looked, I thought, I honestly thought this, I thought, I can't have a cheese sandwich now because I wrote that stupid friggin' book.
0: Oh. Right. So, you've got this noose around your <laughs> neck. So you've, well, you've got this platform by then, and you, everyone knows who you are. What well, kind of. Do you I, get recognised quite a lot?
1: Here and there, but they don't. I mean, everyone. The name
0: out, is very recognisable. The name is yeah. recognisable,
1: which is a perfect balance, which yeah. is what I much prefer. Yeah. I don't know how people like Jamie Oliver and that cope with that. I just have no idea. I mean, Jesus, I mean, wherever you go, you'd be recognised. It'd be a frigging nightmare. Mm. So, uh, the point is, I'm way more flexible now. So, I was very strict for a while, mm. and now I'm into what I call low HI living, which is low human intervention. So how much does a human interfere with my food? I don't care if you're vegetarian, vegan, or anything else. It's just you. there's a balance to be had for sure, mm-hmm. providing the vast majority of what you consume is what I call live food. Right. That's what I would say. Yeah. And then you allow for the chocolate and the... And you the, drink alcohol? And the human... Do you know I didn't for... I mean, how long? I mean, I wrote a book on alcohol 20 years ago and I didn't drink anything for like 15 years or whatever mm-hmm. the case was. And then I, I had some champagne at a wedding and every now and then I'll... I'll I'll have some champagne or a little bit of wine, but very it's not, it's not huge in my life at all.
0: Okay. We're having big conversations at the moment around meat and, again, going back to cancer and red meat being so linked to bowel cancer. What's your opinion on meat? And is it in your day-to-day diet? It isn't, right. in
1: answer to your question. However, I'm, I've changed my stance on meat and I think uh-huh. any, any intelligent person go, isn't rigid and shouldn't be rigid. So 20 years ago, I put a chapter in the first book that I wrote on meat called a meaty problem right okay. and, and all the Love re- your subtitles. And, and, and all the reasons um, behind it, my views have changed over those years. I still believe that the any highly processed meats, I still feel are incredibly harmful, but I know of, so these
0: are your sausages, your burgers yes, yeah, yeah mystery. Yeah. I call them mystery food, right
1: it's just meat what's in them? is a mystery yeah. right but I'm talking about you know grass-fed beef or whatever the I know some vegetarians that are so unhealthy. And I know some vegetarians that are very healthy. I know some meat eaters that are very healthy and very unhealthy. I know some vegetarians that hasn't seen a vegetable for 20 years. I don't know why they call themselves vegetarians. Mm -hmm. They are what I call starcharians. They eat nothing but bread, pasta, rice. rice. They haven't seen any vegetables. And there's many meat eaters that have seen way more vegetables than a so-called vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about having this balance in the middle where you just go... Low human intervention. So if you're going to eat meat, how much has a human interfered with it? Low HI, low human intervention. That's what you're looking for. If you get an apple from a tree, that's no HI food. Uh-huh.
0: So do you, I mean, obviously you say you eat solids, but do you have a juice every day in your yeah. diet?
1: In the, yeah. mor- the, uh, in the morning, wake up, ginger shot, green juice, boom. Get, I love your
0: ginger shot. Get the, so get,
1: get the day off as you mean to carry on, because anything can go wrong throughout the day. I'm uh-huh. human too. So I, I always wake up and exercise. I always water, exercise. That's uh-huh. get your body moving first. What sort of exercise you do? It depends. I've just got back into running, weirdly, but I haven't run for a long time. But yeah. it's either spinning. I like to have several things in my armour. I get bored really quick.
0: Because if people haven't met you, you're quite hyperactive. You're you you're not quiet. No, okay. <laughs> So when I came on the retreat, <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, "We're not eating," and he's on a trampoline with a headset in shorts, jumping up and down like a mad. I do frog. like
1: I do like trampoline. I do like trampolini, as in mini trampoline. Oh, it's so
0: much fun! I, it's the first time I ever did it when I came to Juicy Oasis. And for anyone listening who doesn't know, what we're talking about it's a little trampette, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we were just, that amazing view of Portugal. Uh, and we were on juices, we were on solids, and we were all just jumping up and down. A little
1: bit of Robbie Williams. Yeah. Boom! Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There you go. You can't mess around. And I still haven't got bored of that now.
0: Do so you an intermittent faster? Then
1: I didn't even know what that was for right. a few a little while ago. And then okay. somebody says, and somebody else brought that up and says you're intermittent faster. I went, Am I? I suppose, I suppose we all are, uh, and we're all meant to be. So Inter- you don't
0: eat till about ten am. That's your first.
1: And even then, it's a it's a juice or smoothie. In fact, mm-hmm. I won't eat any what's deemed as solid food. I suppose until at least one or two o'clock and even then not often but this is a personal thing i tend to be on liquid fuel throughout the day most of the time and then have a meal at night
0: because you're so busy and
1: that uh, well i just don't get hungry it's different for everyone and i'm not saying that would suit everybody's lifestyle and whenever i teach somebody now to to design their own plan Mm. that's what i'm doing design your own plan based on these principles but Mm -hmm. it's different for everyone some people need to eat when they wake up they just say I need this. This is what I need. I need uh-huh. the fuel. I'm up at five i I'm this, that and the other. Everyone's different. I find that I've done it for so many years, just having a green juice in the morning, m- normally with some avocado because fat helps to regulate the appetite. So uh-huh. that's why it's good to have that in there as well. Because some
0: people, when they do slimming well, they're like, oh, I can't have an avocado, but I can have a finger of fudge. <laughs>
1: but that is the thing. We're so confused. It's a bit like calories as well. I never count calories because you shouldn't because they're flawed. We all metabolize calories very differently. Uh-huh. Um, and to to have the ratio four four nine still... All these years later, and say, well, actually, we're demonising fat because every gram is nine calories. It's just like who did these these calculations? BMI, body mass index. You see somebody, you know, like Brad Pitt years ago, who was described as a beast on really? the on the on the body mass index because it doesn't take into account muscle mass, right? So it's ridiculous. So these measurements that we have need to be got rid of immediately. Calories need to be rid. We're slaves. It's even on menus now. Even laws are coming in mm-hmm. where they're putting calories on, and none of it is calculated properly either. There's such a margin of
0: error. And We'd people are order. being made to feel like failures or demonising things. And actually, I could put
1: somebody on a diet,
0: technically five thousand calories a day,
1: and they'll lose weight. Really? And somebody else on five thousand calories a day and they'll gain weight. It depends on what the calories are, how you're metabolising them, level of exercise, and all kinds of stuff. We can't. I never know. People say, "Oh, how much? How many calories in your juice program?" I said, "I couldn't give." well it doesn't yeah. matter we shouldn't need to know you don't see squirrels analyzing their nuts do you that's a bad analogy isn't it? i've just realized <laughs> that that's quite that's not a good that analogy. Quite kinky. That, that's not but, but you don't see squirrels going i wonder how many essential fatty acids are in here want, we are the only creatures on earth mm-hmm. that have dietitians nutritionists schools studying and we're the sickest i think you know yeah. it's just that you don't do what you know because of addiction and i'm not picking on them and they're no, they no, will no. but it's
0: addiction I want to talk to you about your critics because you are misunderstood by some people. No, because it annoys me, your critics. But before before we get on to the, okay. I, the negative, as I would like to call it, I first of all want to give you a chance to kind of tell me what your mission statement is, what you've set out to do. Because, you you know, you do really help lots of people. So I want you to kind of give me your elevator pitch before we talk okay. about OK, well, critics. the
1: mission statement years ago was to juice the world. Uh-huh. That was the And that was at a time when in the UK, 0.2% of the population had a juice extractor. And of those, the large majority had a citrus press. Right. So my aim was to try and bluff my way into a juice company, which I did with Moon X, yeah. and say I want my book free of charge. And I did I didn't get money. The point That's was clever, is, is that put my book free of charge mm-hmm. with the juicer. So that I could get the message out, because what I hated was these kind of machines were getting purchased. Mm-hmm. Ideal Home Exhibition, when people had a few drinks, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> or on QVC, and they said, "Did I order that last week?" I can't remember. I must have been drunk at two a.m. And then, and then they would literally be in their cupboard, mm-hmm. and
0: come you, out at Christmas to maybe make that's some random what it, things. That's what it yeah. is.
1: So if you, if you show your juice extractor uh, the cupboard, it will never see daylight again. Mm-hmm. So my aim was, how do you? Get people to use these machines, mm-hmm. not just not just purchase They're pointless. They, but they're a catalyst to better health. Most people own a blender, and they do now. Nutribullet came out. It's a blender. I mean, they said it wasn't. But it's a blender. It's not a juicer. It's a blender, but it's yeah. a good blender. But it's a blender. So you need a juicer and 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 a blender. So I set out to educate people. If you can't eat it, can you drink it? Because I dealt with a guy that was 32 stone once. Well, I've dealt with quite a few, but he had every possible lifestyle ailment and disease that you can imagine. And I laid out all the fruits and veg that he would be consuming in juice or smoothie form over 28 days. And he asked the question that most people ask. In fact, one of the person that was with him, I think it was his wife that said, oh, well, well, why doesn't he just eat it? I said, well that's a very good question. Yeah. I, and I said, I don't know why he doesn't, but he clearly friggin' doesn't, does he?
0: <laughs> right? So the, I feel like you should be a stand-up comedian. like,
1: like <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> He doesn't, does he?
0: Right. So therefore, we need to find another route in. And, and, and do you juice think it, it's overwhelming for some people to see all that? You know, I can't physically consume this as solids. And actually, a juice makes it more doable.
1: Of course it does. And who's going to munch their way through 16 different portions of fruit and veg a day? It's going to be quite difficult to do so for most people. And also, there's taste factor. I, mm-hmm. I have juicing every day because I still hate vegetables. If we were ever out for dinner, Katie, <laughs> really, do it, it would shock you. You'd go, oh, I bet he orders the vegetables. I'll never order vegetables. I freaking hate them, right? That's surprising. So, no, I, hate, I love salads. Yeah. but can't snap. I mean if you have a choice in life between having some broccoli and not having broccoli I'd still say don't have the broccoli but, <laughs> but you know it's a medicine fair enough but I'd rather have it in its raw form instead of cooked in a juice form or or blended in and the same with juicing why are people still craving sugar three days into a juice fast people say well it's not a fast Jason it's not a cleanse or whatever terminology people just get caught up on anything but you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, but anyway three days into a juice cleanse or a juice diet they're still craving sugar why? Because it's different kind of sugar. If, if all these were full of sugar, if it was only sugar, then in the first day, you wouldn't have any sugar cravings. But yeah. you still do because it takes 72 hours like to get the caffeine out, to get the refined sugars out, to get all the cravings out. That's why you get a, a juice high on day four, essentially. Do
0: you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Mm, Yeah, that's true. But you know sugar, sugar is like if I'm depressed, my friend might bring me cake or give me a piece of chocolate. If I celebrate something, they'll give me sugar, you know. Well, alcohol too, actually. But it hits
1: your bliss point, you see. That's what they call the bliss point. And the scientists that have effectively... Uh, got f- refined fats on sugar that hits the bliss point very similar to cocaine or something mm. like that and so that's why people think it's it's very difficult to kick well it's actually easy but you you just need the right psychology and that that's a breakdown I mean that takes more than five minutes but it's just a, a breakdown and even then it doesn't matter how long you've been free it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you then have a little bit of something then it's a case of, of just trying to manage it to some extent. The challenge yeah. is this isn't habit, this is addiction. So I'll come back to that. So when I stopped smoking, I stopped that day, and I knew I was free that day. I didn't have to wait, because otherwise all you're doing is wait and see whether or not you fail. So that's why it doesn't matter if it's 21 days. It's ridiculous.
0: You wrote a book about quitting smoking, didn't you? No, I didn't. Yeah. I
1: did an app. It's free. Stop smoking oh, really? in two hours. Yeah, well, my right. mother, unfortunately, passed away of lung cancer. So the, I, I thought there's no way on earth we're making money. People think because it's free, there must be in-app purchases. There must be... Genuinely, there's nothing else it mm. is only there to try and help somebody stop smoking it's called stop smoking in two hours um and it's free it's just it's, it's, it's you're not, so
0: passionate about your message it just comes out of you doesn't it it's like it's not a job actually at the in the beginning I, I i called it your business but it's just you and your way of living and you kind of feel so excited to share it with well, the you world. said
1: what's that what's the mission the mission is to is to enable people as much as they can to have to have a a, a more fruitful if you will Life every day. People say, "Will I live longer if I live on?" A-? No, you can get run over by a bus next week. But my argument is this: Wouldn't it? Wouldn't? Don't you want your life to be nice before the bus comes along? That's the point. Mm-hmm. The point is, wealth is today. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. If uh, there's a guy that comes on our retreat and he's genuinely over five hundred pounds in weight, he—I think he owns Monaco. I mean, he's so wealthy. <laughs> but he is the, he is, Love he is, that. <laughs> it, I think he does. I mean, but he the—he is the poorest billionaire that I've ever met, because he can't run. Look, for me, wealth is this. If you, if you can run along a beach, jump on a surfboard, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. I mean, I've literally just turned 50. I genuinely feel... I
0: can't believe that, by the way. You look but so I... young.
1: Oh, no, I had yeah. a tough paper round. No, I did for... <laughs> and I smoked way too much marijuana so when I was young. So, I mean, i had I'm sure I more than look my age. The point is this. It's not a, a case of even, we're all fighting to look different. It's a case of are you relatively happy in your own skin? Mm. and And relatively, because all of us have hang-ups to some extent
0: it's a hard it's a hard place to be to achieve of to course be happy it in is. your own skin. of course it is no matter what your diet is or who you are or what you've got that's a is. tough ask yeah some, because know.
1: most people look at other people and say well what what are they complaining about mm-hmm. the key thing is though if you have the energy like I've just had a little boy right and I thought oh, I didn't want to be an old father essentially I didn't want to let the little fella down I just, my biggest thing is I don't want to let the little fella down it's my only thing is that's why i thought if i don't have a child i can't let him down <laughs> and it's just like i just yeah but i just don't want to let him down little jj why you just, did
0: you think you'd let him down what was that, I what didn't, was that I fear did, because about? it's a
1: it's a big it's a big ask also when my mum passed i thought i don't want to do that to anybody because you, you when somebody like if you're that close me and my mom were beyond close my best friend on planet earth mm. and if that person then goes for whatever reason is that your your world goes from color to black and white and it never goes to color again i don't care what anybody says it when did never passed how long
0: ago over
1: 10 years ago but it was like yesterday morning but yeah. it's just the point is is that is that you you it's never the same you you mm. only really do things to make your mom proud don't you or your dad proud? that's the, what, what what else is that what's the point of doing anything else and you
0: were successful before she passed she got to see all this did she
1: yeah but she would deem success as, as literally that you you treat people as you want to be treated mm. her success isn't anything else her success, listen i could have been and i was i was a paint and decorate I worked in a tire shop down in Brixton I did I mean I did every job Mm. there was and she would still deem that a success because how I treated other people how I treated myself Everything, this,
0: this was her, her message was clear. So I thought... What did she think of the juice? Because you know, like all the generation might be like, what are you doing of all those drinks? No, no, like,
1: my mum was just like, yeah, my mom was just, whatever I did.
0: <laughs> did she get it though?
1: Yeah, she was yeah. really into health. She loved the juice oh, and she okay. loved yeah, everything else. So she was, she was really uh, uh, supportive of, of all of it. And couldn't believe, you know, when we... You know, I mean, unfortunately, like Juicy Oasis, oh, so she stood there, and that's the reason why I bought it. She stood there when I, when I was, uh, I said, shall I buy it? And she said, well, it's too late for me, but you need to build this as a healing for other people. And oh, wow. and I said, but mum, don't do this to me because I haven't got the money to build it. People uh-huh. make stuff up about what they think you've got and stuff. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. I said, this is going to cost crazy money. I said, I can't afford it. She goes, well, you have to, and you're not allowed to sell it to Marriott. You're not allowed to sell it to anybody. <laughs> she said, this has to be a place... Where people can heal and have fun at the same time, mm. and she goes, "That's my that's my last dying wish." I went, "Oh, you little git!" I said, "That means I've got <laughs> that means I've got to do it." So, are I you do-
0: quite a spiritual person, Jason?
1: No, I wouldn't yeah. sound spiritual at all. I no. mean, that's why I think it's one of those when people say, "You know, oh, I'm sure she's looking down," and I'd love to. I wish I believed that. I really wish I did, but I don't. You and don't, it's, and it's and it's weird not believing that. So, it's what
0: just, do you believe in then?
1: I, I I don't think I do. I just think I just think it's a 90 year holiday. That's all it is. The first five years were dribbling. The last five years were dribbling. It's a nice- But
0: you had this journey of kind of suffering and problems in the beginning that drove you to the path you're on now and you're hugely successful now. So do you not believe in any kind of rhyme or reason behind this? What's your kind of theory?
1: I don't know. I it, It's it's one of those. And to revert, uh, just quickly just close that loop because the reason why I didn't necessarily want a child this late was because if I have the relationship with my son that, that my mum had with me, mm. then I know... I mean, just being realistic, I mean, how long does a human live? Well... I know that at some point he'll go... But then I was... People argued against that, obviously, and said, don't be so stupid because you can die anytime. That's a ridiculous argument. And I thought, well, fair enough. And he is as cute as a... Bringing buttons. I've seen greatest. him on
0: Instagram. He's, he's gorgeous. He's
1: yeah. cute as a butt. He wasn't for the first anyway. Six months. Right? People, people always said, "Oh, he's cute though." And I went, "No, gotta live with him. He's got colic <laughs> and acid reflux." The little... but he
0: juices as well, doesn't he? I've no. Seen
1: well, him. I mean, we we listen. Babies should, should have diluted juices. They shouldn't have juice. They've got the best juice on planet Earth, which is mother's milk. Nothing can emulate that yeah. um, at all. So when I get on my juice box about the NHS, which is a project for next year,
0: so you are working
1: with the NHS, is that? No, right? not working right. with the NHS. I'm well. I. I I'm I would like to think I'm working on behalf of the NHS Mm -hmm. in the sense that they are a phenomenal organisation which we all play a part in but as population has grown as everything it's there's no it's a a separate government issue it shouldn't in fact actually it should be ring-fenced in Mm. fact they go it should be a ring-fenced thing where the government there's no individual government it should be cross party mm-hmm. without every single time because that's the that's the hot potato everybody everybody blames previous governments not enough investment you can invest everything this country ever had and the nhs still wouldn't work yeah because it, when i say didn't work it does work but once it, if you removed a lot of the bureaucracy if you removed a lot of the some of the stuff that people are having uh, on the NHS. I mean, even I, I would argue about weight loss surgery for a lot of people that is unnecessary or people
0: just revert back. And, it's, and, and these are 10,000 pounds a time. Right. But I think people would argue weight loss surgery prevents further medical procedures. And... Not in
1: every case. No, it doesn't. If they looked at all of the stats, I would argue again in the long term. I would, I, we haven't got time to get into it now, but I will tell you now that is mm. not the case for the vast majority of them that have it. And also, I know people that have a gastric uh, uh, lap band for argument's sake. And all they do is they get. Uh, chocolate bars and everything else, they put them in a blender. Yeah, because
0: the mindset hasn't changed. Because the mindset yeah. hasn't
1: changed, so they just yeah. blend them up. And, and then you've got the same group of people that say, oh, well, it's dangerous if they go on juice. Seriously, you're just about to cut half their friggin' stomach out, and uh-huh. yet you're telling me that green juice is dangerous?
0: Well, this leads me on to the critics. So, the, most you, you unfairly get criticised for things, blamed for things. And most recently, I saw the worst headline, I think it was the Daily Mail, and it was, uh, juicing gives you cancer. No, and it was huge, and I was just like, why are they doing this why are they saying this? And then, obviously, underneath in small print is actually the detail. And and even the article didn't actually say that. It was just the headline, I think.
1: Uh, well, by that rationale, I should have been dead uh, many years ago. Again, it's clickbait. And it's not just the Daily Mail. People often pick on the Daily Mail, which is fair enough. But it's the Associated Press, the AP, and what they will do. And different newspapers report it differently. And, of course, the Daily Fail um, has a record of doing that scaremongering, clickbait stuff. But even mm-hmm. the study itself uh, that came out, with some of this and they said but further studies need to be shown and you're like well hang on a second first of all you know the, the, they reckon they kept an eye on a hundred thousand people over five years now if you if anybody listening's got three kids you can't mm. keep an eye on those for five <laughs> years right how can you genuinely keep a genuine yeah. scientific study when, when and monitor hundred thousand you can't it's a lie mm-hmm. and i get intelligent people coming to me they are oh, you imagine so my twitter lights up and saying oh have you seen the news should i stop juicing and it's like can you not think for yourself seriously do you honestly think this is the case of all the
0: things you could look at in your life to stop doing no, do, possibly some do you know what always makes
1: me laugh as well the people coming on the <laughs> retreat or anything else and you see them on, on you talk about the critiques and they and, and they'll be on facebook saying to people that say oh i'm I'm going on Jason Vell's retreat. And then they go, oh my God. And they go, you're going to live on nothing but juice for seven days and do exercise. Oh, that's dangerous. And they say, have you contacted your doctor? Now, this is the thing that I find astonishing because if I say to people or anybody else says, I'm off to Vegas, I'm off to Ibiza, (laughs) I'm going to get on one for a whole week. Take
0: cocaine and beer. I'm
1: going to get, get off my nut not one person says, have you checked with your doctor? <laughs> it's mad. But if you, the minute you have a green juice, have you checked with your doctor? Yeah. But first of all, doc, a doctor's not a dietitian anyway, so why would you check with your doctor? I mean, no offence to doctors at all, I mean, they're the geniuses. But but why would you check with the doctors? No, it's the wrong profession.
0: So <laughs> when I went, I went to your retreat, and uh, people said to me, oh, you're thin, why are you going, it's so oh. dangerous. I thought, well, yeah, um, you know, I, I try to sort of, you know, exercise, eat balanced. I do, I don't always eat well, I, I try my best. And when I I came, I did a seven-day juice cleansive exercise, relaxation, I read books, I made friends, and when I came back the following day from coming back, I had an appointment with my eye specialist, because you know I have lost my vision in both eyes and have it back slightly in the right, but it's completely gone on the left. My eye test was the best it had ever been in eight years after wow. that week raci- at the first yeah, time hearing this. I had improved. Um, my stem cells in my left eye had wow. multiplied. Really? Yeah, I could see um, lower down in the eye chart than I've ever seen since I've been blinded. Wow. Um, so for me, it wasn't actually about weight loss, but yeah, I had abs because I didn't have excess, you wow. know, fat on my stomach. My skin was really good. Where my scarring's normally quite tight and dry, I was a bit more hydrated. I was energetic. And it didn't cause me eating disorders. I didn't live off juice when I came back. I just decided, we, we were at the airport and my husband was like, there's McDonald's. And I was like, are you serious? He was like, oh, Yeah, Rich was like, I'm going to have a McDonald's. I said, like, I don't eat, do you know what? I don't even want one. No. And I had, I think I had, had meat, I had a chicken salad. Yeah. And, then, and, that's, and that's what Juicing encouraged me to do, was just to be mindful, make good choices. And it just helped me. But do you know what I like about you? When I see you on Twitter and people are trying to get a rise out of you and they're criticising you and they're blaming you you for deaths or whatever it is they're kind of throwing at you, is you just invite them to the retreat. You say, just come and stay. Just come. Just come. I don't want to shout at you on Twitter. Just come along. And, and she just try it on for size. Do people the, take you up on it? you Sometimes they
1: do. There was some woman in particular who wanted her money back because the, the one of my first books was called Seven Pounds, Seven Days. That was the publisher. I really didn't want it to be called that. We right. had a lot that's, of,
0: that's quite a famous one though, that yeah, first Yeah, it one, is, isn't but it?
1: we had a lot of arguments about it. But anyway, but it came out. I, 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 listen, I was uh, okay with it at the time because when it came out, it not the Da Vinci Code off number one. So I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> I've actually. got to say, it's my so, favorite book that so, you've written. Um, because it's got stage two and stage three, the title gives the impression it's just a diet book. But there was a woman who, who said they, she genuinely got in contact with. She said, I want my money back because I, I only lost a pound. And I said, your money back from, what? from the book? I went, are you kidding me? So she went, no. And I said, well, how? I said, you might not have needed to lose weight. How how you know heavy are you? Yeah. And I think she was 19 stone. So I emailed, we was on email and I just said, oh, well, you're lying. Now, most people wouldn't say that, right? So most people would tippy toe. I said, you're lying. She went, how dare you? I said, you're lying. There's no way you did the plan. And 19 stone and you lost a pound. I said because I can crap more than that. I said you're not. I said there's no way
0: that has happened. You're very un-British. So you, you remember, no, but, but seriously, saying saying the truth and talking the truth is not in British culture.
1: So I invited her on the retreat. Right. And, and I said I'll tell you what I'll do if you don't. Drop at least seven, even though that's not what it's about. We talked about it's not it shouldn't be about weight loss, but it just. I'm gonna say I didn't even it's weigh of, myself. Like, exactly, it's retreat. one of those things. But for her, ticket because that's the subject we were talking about. Yeah. So and that's what she was interested in. So I said, if you don't lose at least seven pounds in the time that you're up there, I said I'm paying for your flights and your holiday. I said, so that's it, I'll pay for it. Yeah. So she turns up and and I went through her bags. I thought I'm not having this. She had crisps. She had. She had vodka. She had all kinds of stuff on it.
0: Oh wow! So I took. Them sounds off. like Vegas. So I, t- so I took them <laughs> off her,
1: and at the end of the week, she had lost eleven pounds in seven days. And she went, and she, I remember this car She went oh this is kind of weird it's worked this time I said yeah do you know why she goes why I said because you actually did it Yeah, that's why, that's, yeah. Why, that's why it worked I mean that's the thing most people are very economical with the truth sometimes mm-hmm. they like to blame everybody else not everybody loses 7 pounds 7 days nor should they because a healthy body is never overweight or underweight so therefore if you're a decent weight even though you want to be Instagram ready your body doesn't want you to be Instagram ready your body doesn't even know what Instagram is your body has a healthy
0: level of fat around it and it should do and that's the thing sometimes we're bombarded with all these Instagram images and some of these men or women who've got these abs and look really thin or whatever, they're not healthy. You know, yeah, They're I not aspirational look, you know people. I, look, though,
1: I just look and I just think, I, I just think, wh- wh- how hard do you have to work every single day and you'll miss, look, you don't want to spend your one and only life trying to extend your life only to realise you miss your life in the process. Great. So yeah. If you've gone out in London for five nights on the trot, and you've been on holiday, or you're with friends and family, you're eating great food, oh, and you're just doing bread. this, and all of that kind of stuff, and you've gained a bit of weight, you haven't gained it cheaply. You've had a, you've great had a, memories. you've had great memories and a great human time mm-hmm. that you've had a trade off, and all you do is clean up the next week. Yeah. So I love about juicing. I guar- it's guaranteed. If, uh, me and my Katie, if something's gone a little bit wrong for whatever reason, we've done Vegas, whatever the case <laughs> is. We come back, boom, seven days. We know we're only seven days away. Mm-hmm. We're not hoping.
0: Yeah. We know. So you still have fun. You still do Vegas. Well,
1: we say still. I went through a process of not. Obviously, the, the, I got very serious. I was wheat free, dairy free, sugar free, personality free. I was <laughs> friends free. Trust me, what friends do you want to come around every time you pop around? Oh, hey, where did the salad, where was the salad grown? Or you see the quinoa get a few years ago. People say, I had King, I had quinoa today did you get so what yeah I like so what the most photographed image on the uh, on Instagram at the moment is an avocado oh it's god not, is it still I, I, wow it's still and that's because people don't want to take pictures when they're eating rubbish so mm-hmm. That's it's yeah. It's like here's my pretend life I'm having an avocado I know some people take pictures of a salad and they're eating Pringles and it's and not their salad, <laughs> it's yeah. not even their salad. <laughs> Katie's pointing at herself here
0: everyone just thought, you know, we're all guilty of that I mean it's just it's a it's a crazy world that we live in so what's the future for you then we've talked about your vision you are very passionate you You know, you do genuinely care. What do you want for the world? What's your next kind of...
1: Listen, the mission was always just to help one. My mum always said, if you could help one person, that'd be great. And, And humbling, there has been thousands uh, does, all, yeah. all, all over the world I mean
0: your book, well, I've got notes here Jason has sold over 5 million books 1 million apps, wow Yeah,
1: well it's 1.5 million apps now and it's 6 million books but I don't want to split hairs
0: no, <laughs> I'm no, jealous I don't, 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 don't,
1: don't want to do that, I mean I bought them all I mean I just yeah. thought <laughs> it's
0: just it, got <laughs> much got They're all in Spain, all. That's, <laughs> that's why he had to that's move all, That's <laughs> all it is
1: um, But no, I the movie is what I'm most proud of, the movie is free, that's why I'm, I mean it cost an enormous amount to film but my mum would be incredibly proud and that's pretty much still why I do what I do but there's no question that film, I believe, more than any of the books has helped more people. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people want visual. And it's on YouTube. It's on Amazon Prime. It's free. We're filming Super Juice Me 2 next year.
0: Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, only So be- you're going to take more case studies? Well, we're going to
1: take a lot more. Okay. Just because I'm building a new retreat in the Algarve. And and, and at this point, so we've got another four, retreat. What? It's wow. 40 acres, two lakes. It's, oh. it's going to have food there as well. Imagine such a thing. Oh only at goodness. night. Only at night. A salad.
0: Not McDonald's, though. Right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> only a salad
1: at night. But we're going to film Super Juice Me 2 there. And I want to expand it. I want to get type 2 diabetics, all kinds of stuff. And as an experiment, I don't know if it will help or not. The challenge was to produce me one. The results were too good. They really were. We have two people with lupus, and I, and I thought there's no way they're going to get better, but at least it will give balance to the documentary. So when they did, I was like, oh, come on, no one's going to believe this now. It looked like, praise the juice, it's a miracle. And I'm skeptical as well. I'm thinking, oh, if I was watching this, I'd think, what's a load of. But and you're not w-
0: scared of risk?
1: No. Oh, listen, I mean, look, we're all listen. we're all food for worms. I mean, what the hell? I mean, like, I mean, what does it matter? Do you know what I mean? No, I, li- I like a bit of risk taking. Yeah. yeah, Why not? People that take
0: care well, where they're going. Well, that's the thing. I'm not scared of being uncomfortable because I, I don't want to be comfortable and never run into any kind of, you know, worry or hardship or, yeah. So if people do want to follow you and not criticise you, what's your social handles? Instagram is at jason vale is it yes oh, at jason, had to vale. That, at jason vale
1: is instagram <laughs> and if you want to get angry with me on twitter it's at juice Masters. so but instagram is really where i live
0: right so me if, too, I, if yeah. i'm on there
1: I'm, I'm on instagram most of the time
0: well thank you so much for coming on I, you know for me i i just love what you do and i'm a big big believer in it and, and anybody that helps other people i just we need more people like that in the world so thanks for sharing your juicy wisdom on the podcast today
1: thank you really appreciate you having me on thank you katie
0: Thanks for listening to Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this, please help us spread the word. Rate and review the show where you got this or share on socials.